Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, Friends. If you're not in our Facebook group, you need to come join us. Facebook.com forward slash What Fresh Hell cast. And then you click on community and you'll find our group. And you can chat with other moms, ask us questions, ask them questions. It's a lovely space, really. This question says, okay, my son is difficult at the end of screen time. He is six. He gets one hour in the afternoon. He fusses, melts down, and gets angry when time is up. Here are things we've tried. Totally losing the iPad. He didn't have it for a month. Decreasing time, rewarding good attitude with extra treats, or just ignoring, but he always escalates the problem when we do. I feel like in a normal world, he just wouldn't get any time because of the attitude, but we are home all the time and it's literally the one thing he enjoys. How do I help him with his ability to regulate his emotions in this situation? I love that question. How do I help him regulate his emotions? That's exactly what your goal is and I like the attitude. So there are many things you can do. And of course, my kids are now 12, 11. I should write my kids' ages down every time I go to do this. I can't come up with it, but like 8, 10, 12, let's call it that. And man, we've walked this road for a long time and we're still kind of in it. But one thing that we've done that has really helped is have really, really consistent rules around this. I do think people would disagree with me, but it's probably not realistic to be completely screen-free during a pandemic with a six-year-old. I wouldn't want to try it. So I do think that you're right, that what you need to help him do is figure this out for himself so everyone's happy. The first thing I would suggest is trying to find an app that has a visual timer. So we use them for so many things. We actually don't use them anymore, but when the kids were littler, they really helped. Like, this is how long we have left at the playground, because think about it. For a six-year-old, an hour doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it's hard for them to tell the difference. They can't really conceptualize time. So it's a circle that counts down like a pie, you know, and it eats away and then it reveals a picture and you can choose the picture. It's a duck or a train or whatever. And that can be really helpful to say like, this is how much time, see you're more than halfway done with the time. And it's easier for them to understand than saying to them, you have 60 minutes. 
And then lots of preparation. So at 15 minutes, and I still do this with my big guys, guys, 15 minutes left. This is the time to start the final level or whatever it is you want to do, because then we're going to wrap up after this. So lots of heads up and narrating the time is also helpful. Even if you don't have the visual timer, this is something I would do. Okay. You're about a half an hour and about, you've used about half of your screen time now and just keep reinforcing the time. Because I mean, this is the thing, whenever I have a dilemma, I try to think of it from my point of view. What if I was sitting there watching, you know, Bridgerton on Netflix and all cuddled up in my chair comfy and someone came over and just shut the laptop and they're like, nope, you're done now. I mean, that feeling is not great. And so what you want is to say like, you can watch one episode of this show, that's as much time as you have. And when that's over, then we're going to do something else. And so you're helping in their mind structure the time so they don't have that sensation of like, nope, you're cut off right now because by the time you get to that reaction, it's a little hard to undo. So structuring the time and really narrating for them your expectations, super helpful. Then what I always do, because now we have, it's an episode, it's levels. I always say at 15 minutes, you need to start the last thing you're going to watch or the last level you're going to play because at four o'clock we're wrapping up and doing something else. I usually try to move right to a secondary activity at that point. So we're going to have a snack, whatever. It doesn't have to be, you know, we're going to go on a carnival cruise. It has to be, we're going to do this other thing at that time. So it's not like I'm going to get off screens and then I'm just going to be bored. So at four o'clock, we're going to do that. So at 345, start your last levels, everyone. And then when four o'clock comes, I'll say, okay, that's it for screens. If you have a couple minutes left in your video or level, you can have that grace period so that people don't associate the end of screen time of like, I was just about to watch him unwrap the toy and now it's taken from me that you can then spill over a little bit. I'm on your team. I'm here to help you have a good experience of this. But then we don't start another video. We don't start another level. If that last level is going, you know, 20 minutes over four o'clock, then you got to back the whole thing up and start telling them in half an hour because, you know, you're going to keep the parameters tight, but fair. That's the whole thing. And then as we do come off screens, hey, let's have a snack. Why don't you go up and finish that great drawing you were working on? Listen, you know, I'm not a fan of like, you have to be the cruise director of your kid's life, but it can help to be like off screens. Here's a little banana bread, you know, offer them something to come out of this. This is not something you have to do for the rest of time. You know, with my 12 year old, I'm like, just get off your screens already. You know, I don't offer him another magical world of excitement on the other side of that. And then I think any consequences regarding behavior, getting off screens then has to happen immediately. This is a problem that I was having a lot. And someone really explained it to me when I had a five, six year old that I was constantly like, if you fuss getting off screens, you don't have screens tomorrow and problematic developmentally, because that kid is not associating. They're having trouble associating consequences that happen 24 hours later. They're not remembering like, oh, I did that bad thing yesterday. And that's why today it just all seems like this unfair morass to them. And so I would say you've set the parameters really carefully for them. You've helped them structure the time. You've let them finish the level when the time hits. Now it's really time to get off screens. Now, if there's a problem, there's right away consequences, which might be while you're fussing about screens, the screen is away and you need to sit quietly until you can stop fussing about this because this is not interesting to us that you are throwing a fit when I just gave you an hour of screen time. 
and you can come rejoin us and have the fun snack and work on the drawing or do the puzzle with me when that is done. And so the consequences are pretty immediate that when you fuss, that instead of coming right from screen time to like, hey, it's afternoon snack or it's, you know, fun drawing with mom or whatever the little reward is, that that is cut off. And so I think that if you're super consistent with this thing of, I will help you structure the time, and then I will give you very reasonable expectations about wrapping up, and then after screens, we will have a little fun activity that can be, you know, a glass of milk, whatever, something fun, and then if you are on bad behavior getting off screens, you will lose access to that fun activity, and then you're wildly, wildly consistent about that, I think it will pay huge dividends and you will see a difference in this. Not gonna lie, it's also something that gets better to some degree with age. Then teens are like rolling their eyes and like, Whoa, but that's a whole other thing. This like completely freaking out that you've ruined their lives because you want screens to be over. I'm gonna say it gets better. I hope that helps. Friends, if you have questions for myself or Amy, you can ask them at info at whatfreshhelppodcast.com. You can put them up on our Facebook group and you will get not only our input, but input from all of your fellow moms. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.